dying for part three of the rum. I can't believe it. We've made it this far, boys. Do you remember the last time? It. Not the first time we did a double episode. It all went to shit. Yeah, oh, God. It all got deleted, but don't worry. These files are safe. They'll be uploaded. Yeah, we're on triple episode things now. Yeah, You'll man. know it's been uploaded because you're is, listening to it right now. This is without a doubt season two yeah. of Chamber oh. of the Elders. Episode 14? Oh, God. Yeah. Episode 14 or 15? No, it is 14. It is 14. Yeah. 14. I'll trust you. I think, I think. Welcome. That means the last one was unlucky 13. Is it definitely safe, Steve? Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Nice to have that confirmation. Yes. I uh, hope, listeners, you're all with us. Um, <laughs> I hope... I hope like, you're still with us. If this is like off. the first ever episode you've ever listened to... Oh, at least to. go back and listen to the first... Yeah, yeah, like, abandon ship now. Like, walk the plank Don't go now, all the because... way back to episode one. Just go to, like, season two, episode 11. Yes. Yeah. And then listen to see episode 11, then 12, then 13, and then... Wait, hang on. Uh, episode 12, then. In, yeah. th- in theory, this episode works on its own. I do. I should do. I mean, we are Smash. We're not usually a Smash. We're very Smash. Well, you, nah. you, you sometimes. Sometimes. You know what? You're right, Steve. I often do get quite drunk for the podcast. Business as usual. I feel it loosens me up. No, it does. It gets you conversationally aware yeah. and uh, on point. Gets you dancing, although nobody can see that. No, that's one of the one drawbacks of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've been playing these like rum-related things throughout all these rum specials. And we've got too many, don't we, there, Steve? We do. There's one that we're not going to be able to fit are we, in. Are we just going to play the ones we're not going to be able to fit in now? I think so. Let's, let's play them and then talk about them. One minute. Okay, so we've got those two left, and yeah, they're if, relevant. If you play so... one now, we'll talk about it. So here we go. Not good! Stop! Not good! What are you doing? You burned all the food, the shade, the rum! Yes! The rum is gone! Why is the rum gone? And we got that because originally one of those topics in this episode was going to be Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, but we thought that was far too tenuous. A little bit too tenuous, even for the most tenuous (laughs) (laughs) links to rum we could find. This episode is going to be... Tenuous links to rum because yeah. so, you, you try come up with nine rum related topics. So for the first episode, you know, we had rum and, and then cola, we had cola and pirates and we had pirates. Oh, so that, oh, that, that that's very all closely related yeah. to rum. And then we had Captain Morgan, Kraken, and Sailor Jerry's. Yeah. All all three rum brands. Can yeah. I, but, can but I, with, with I, their I, own stories. I, I just can I can I just before I just want to point out. Sorry, I'm just take no, take the fucking take, stage, take Elder the stage. <laughs> Spotlight, Matt, you spotlight keep song. saying Kraken in a weird way. Kraken. Saying Kraken. Yeah, I have noticed that. Kraken. Do you not say Kraken? No, Kraken. It's just how I say it. It's just I how like Kraken and Rock. If if you want me to like explain it, I can't. It's just how I say it. Do you no, what, do you fair. say a like a crack in a in a table like there's a a crack in the wood? No. Or you be a crack for that? No, no. Because hmm. it's K R A K. Crake. And you're saying crack, but that's C R A C K. Yeah. yeah. You know C- what? K R A K. You know what? Is pronounced differently to to C R A C K. So maybe it is. I, I like got it wrong. We should ask a Norwegian. If you're a Norwegian, I think a no. I think a Scandinavian would say Kraken over Kraken. Kraken. I think you're yeah. definitely right. No, yeah, it, it's right my it's that. my weird accent that's mostly Yorkshire but sometimes isn't. That's coming in there. Okay, that's fair. I it's fair. Yeah. I what were we talking about other than that before that? We were saying about the stings. And oh that yeah, one was we were just Captain sw- Jack Sparrow. I think yes. we were shouting about stings or something. <laughs> you know what? Speaking <laughs> of stings, I fucking love Sting. How that Sting? 
Yeah. I mean, Roman shit. No, 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 because Sting recently did that Jamaican Shaggy crossover. Yeah, crossover album. Sting and Shaggy put out an album recently, and it was, you know, what, very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was it? Something. It was a load of numbers. 44876. Which is the two area codes of Britain and Jamaica. Ah, so so Sting is four four and Shaggy yeah. is eight seven six. Eight seven six. Oh, it was really good, yeah. you know. It's a really good. It's know. it's a good like proper like yeah like a, a proper good like sort of a bit poppy but reggae in Shaggy Sting. Yeah, I but, remember putting it on as a joke like with my housemate. I was like, "What Sting and Shaggy have done an album? Let's listen to this." And then we listened to the first track, and then before we knew it, like the album was over. We were like, "Yeah." Sting and Shaggy, that actually worked. That was really good. Yeah. There no, no, it really does work. Yeah. Much more than like anybody rum. thought it would. I bet they like rum. Indeed. Should we roll the die? Let's do this. Episode three. We probably should. Number two, a break in structure. Oh, it's, it's not me first. It's Matt time. first. Go ahead, Matt. Well, do you have a little audio bite yes, to play for Well, this? I don't know. Should we save it for the end in the gap? No, I think play it now. Let okay, the, we'll, we'll play it twice discover. then. Which one's yours again? <laughs> the fable. Okay. Oh, wow. Especially you who with a little rum. What's rum? You don't know what rum is. Rumpel steel skin. Rumpel steel skin. Rumpel steel skin. That's it. That's so, my topic. You can see we've got, and that's what we were talking about. We were talking about how tenuous we were getting with this. Oh yes. Whole rum connection. Yeah. Well, we and had to keep thinking, didn't we? This encapsulates uh, it. Perfectly. And so, episode three of the rum specials, topic one. Topic of the seven. Rum. Pull Stiltskin. Rum. Yeah. Do you guys know Rum Pull Stiltskin? You know yeah, what? Yeah. I actually don't. Yeah? Well, you're going you to find just, out. Have you just got, like, is well, my, it very long? My plan is to tell the story of Rum Pull Stiltskin. Oh, Go yeah. on. It, it, it you, you know, it, it was included in the Brothers Grimm. You know, in 1812, the Brothers Grimm compiled that yeah, collection yeah, 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 yeah. of European, generally, like folk- folklore and fairy tales. Stories that were typically just... That's too spooky. That's too spooky. It's not that spooky. Story. It's stories that were basically just passed down, you know, mouth to mouth through the generations. Is it that tense? Is it tense? Well, yeah, technically, but it's all a bit old-timey. This is like game I, I think a base wub is a bit... <laughs> <laughs> a bit anachronistic for Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> I can imagine someone doing like a modern day rendition of Rumpelstiltskin. You know, like people do Shakespeare where everyone wears like suits and shit. And it's supposed to be modern, but it yeah. doesn't matter really. I could see someone doing yeah. a Rumpelstiltskin rendition of yeah. that. I don't think we need to have a musical background. No, no, but yeah, it was fine. included in the Brothers Grimm's Children's and Household Tales. In 1812, from So it is an OG fairy it's like, tale. It's like but Cinderella and Sleeping yeah, Beauty. They're all from that same. It's one of those. Very Germanic. They just have an Middle Disney European. Movie I don't think you could really tell. Well, you could do a Disney movie about Rumpelstiltskin, but well, some of the movies that Disney's made movies out, you know, some of the stories they've made movies out of are really messed up, and they're less messed up in the movies they've adapted it to be. Yeah, like. you'd have to heavily adapt it, because because Rumpelstiltskin is the bad guy. Yeah, you yeah. know. Be like a movie called Joker. Well, there is one coming out soon. Yeah, but it's it's not what a good time. What if Pixar did like an R-rated Rumpelstiltskin well, no, movie? You could yeah, do but... Rumpelstiltskin from the point of view of the the princess. Hang on. Yeah, yeah, Wait, you could. Yeah. I don't know the story. Right. Okay. Tell yeah. Yeah. Okay. The story. It's story time. Yeah, I feel like we're gonna spoil it. 
and okay. Joe doesn't know it. Yeah, okay. So I, I don't think know it, it. We'll start this off with story time, shall we? Okay. Dun, dun, dun. So there's a kingdom with it with a king, a very, a very boastful king. Oh yeah. But in order to appear superior to this king, there's a miller. Do you know what a miller is? Uh, he's someone who mills. Yes, he operates a mill basically. He makes oh. he makes flour. Yeah. From from mills, but um, he boasts to the king, says that his daughter can spin straw into gold. Okay. Right? Right. And and some renditions of the tale say that she can magically just turn straw into gold. Yeah. Some renditions of the tale say that her blonde straw-like hair, when the light hits it, looks golden. So, it's either he's boasting about his daughter's beauty, or he's literally saying my daughter can do the impossible. The tale I know is that she can do the impossible. Yeah. 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 Essentially, but the 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 king hears this and he goes, "Well, bring me this girl who can turn straw into gold," and he locks her in a tower. And he's like, turn, he locks in a tower with a load of straw, and he's like, you're going to turn this straw into gold. Rude. Imagine yeah. if it was just, like, some bullshit, and, like, she was like, what? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah that's most tales. Well, it is bullshit. And, yeah. and he gives her a spinning wheel and a load of straw, and he's like, turn this straw into gold, or tomorrow morning, if you've not done that, I'm going to cut off your head. Wait. I, I, and is yeah. she like what? Because she can't. She, she, yeah, she's yeah. like what? Her dad's just. Her dad's been boasting down the pub basically. Yeah. And has got her into this shit. Yeah. She's oh, become like it. a local legend from her dad boasting. Wait, and the wait. king has heard this and has sent for her. Okay, alright, yeah, yeah. Right. And so she's in this tower with a load of straw and a spinning wheel. Like, oh fuck. How am I going to turn this into gold? Right? When suddenly an imp appears. An imp like creature appears in the corner. And he's like, hey. Hello. <laughs> I can turn this straw into gold for you. Just give me your necklace. Sounds fair, right? I mean, yeah. Give me, get, give me your neck. Give me your necklace. Get, guess you might like the necklace. Get, get, get you out of a jam. Yeah, yeah. Give me your necklace and spin the straw through the through the spinning yeah. wheel, and it'll be gold. And she's like, okay, here's my necklace. That's gonna get me out of it, right? But boom, she yeah. gets to work. Whenever she doesn't have to do anything, she spins the straw. It's golden. The king comes the next morning and he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> she actually did it. She actually fucking did it, man. What, Executioner he... stand down. You don't need it today. Like, he was probably going in thinking like, ah, yeah, it was so a long shot. But... The king's like, oh, shit. So he's like, yo, here's a bigger room with more straw. <laughs> I'm gonna lock I'll, you get, I'll give you another night. Turn all that into gold. Or I'll cut your head or off. Or I'll cut your head off. Well, you know what? That's pretty horrible, but it sure is a it sure is an incentive to work. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but that, that proves that he was somewhat thinking she was going to do it because he had yeah. a pre-made, yeah. like a pre-room full of straw. So once again, the girl's like, ah, oh, fucking hell, and the imp appears, and he's like, yo, just um, just give me your ring, just give me your prize precious ring you know because back then the, the average like person would have had bling, if someone if the average person back then had some jewelry it would be like so valuable yeah, wouldn't yeah. it and, and she's like hell nah imp, she, you can't have my well, ring well she's like he's like give me your give me a ring girl and <laughs> and I'll, I'll give you the power to turn this straw into gold for a few hours oh so oh so he's giving okay right so he's giving her the actual power he's not doing anything. he's doing something that makes it work out basically so once again she's like well yeah, I can't. You know, fine. Here's my ring. Let's do it again. And once again, the king is like, "Damn, damn, damn that's a lot of gold." So he he takes it to an even larger room filled with straw, and he's like, "Do it again, girl. And if you do it this time, I'm gonna marry you. If you don't, I'm still gonna kill you." 
thing is, when he, when he, if he plans to marry her, when he marries her, he's just gonna be like, "All right, now you're my wife. You can just make gold all the time." Yeah, yeah. If you're a king and you meet a woman who, by you don't know about the imp, you just think this woman can turn straw into gold, you would probably be like, "Yo, this is like queen worthy material." Yeah. I mean, it's not you know like I mean? if she says like, "You know how you marry me because you feel like I can turn straw into gold." It was an impasserol. <laughs> He'd probably be like, well, off of your head, bitch. Yeah. yeah, he would be. So once again, she's like, oh, shit. And the imp appears again. And he's like, yo, this time, you're going to have to give me your firstborn down the line. I know oh. you don't have any kids, but this time, I'm going to do it for you. But whenever you have a kid, you have to give me that kid for whatever. That's messed up. That's some really impish behaviour. I do that work. In though. in some version. You know, what do you mean you do that work? <laughs> when they're filling they're filling out the waiver form, I go, you know, it's just a standard waiver form. We get, you know, like ten percent of your earnings, firstborn child. You know, it's just a standard thing. We work it in the escape gets, room, by the way. Usually gets a giggle. If <laughs> you don't, if you don't complete the room and escape the room, we keep you there over the weekend until you die. Yeah, that is true. Can confirm. But the woman's like, well, I don't know. In some versions of the story. He just offers the option. He's like, firstborn, and I'll do yeah. it again, and she agrees. In some other versions of the story, he himself just turns it all into gold, and he's like, you're going to give me my first, your firstborn. Oh, right, ultimate. Nothing you can do. Oh, that's messed up. Or, or or I'll just leave, and it'll all turn back to straw, and she's like, ah, railroaded down it. That's you know? way more, like, mafia-like. I mean, yeah. I'm imagining this... In- we already turned the yeah, but- into gold. But the you know it you know she agrees to it either way pressured or not and the king's like well damn I guess you're gonna be my queen oh yeah girl with all this gold you've spun for me mm-hmm. and eventually they have a a kid you know not a baby goat no not a baby no. goat a proper human a baby a human child the king baby. impregnates the woman and she gives birth to it's a interesting human child. how the woman isn't really. Named or yeah, she's just the woman, the daughter. And she then... she might be in like if you properly read it, but yeah. In all my research, I didn't find out like a name. Before you go on, uh, you're saying the woman isn't named, but the entire story you've just been referring to the imp as the imp. I'm assuming the imp is Rumpelstiltskin. It'd be really fucking weird if a character well, just popped well, up at the end. Well, well, Joe. Well, you'll see. You will. What see. do you mean? Okay, go no, on. No, 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 because the name. It's very it's important, and it, you're yeah. about to find out why. So, the king, obviously, he keeps his promise and marries the woman. And she lives as the queen. By all accounts, pretty nice life from now on. But it's always nagging at her, like, when's this little fucking imp going to turn up yeah. and demand my firstborn? If I ever have a kid with this king who expects me to have babies for him, you know, there's no way out of this. So, so the king and this woman and the queen end up having a child. And the imp appears, you know, on the first night where she's alone <laughs> in the room with the kid. The imp appears and he, he says, now give me what you promised. And she, she's she's trying to bargain with him. She offers him all the wealth that a queen can offer, saying, just let me keep my baby. But the imp has no interest in the riches. But finally, after like a whole night of arguing, he consents and says, I will give up my claim to the child if you can guess my name within three days. There we go. No yeah. way! And then she just sits there for three well, days. Well, she over the three days she does very, she does a lot of thinking, and she guesses the imp's name eight times. But every time, it's not his name. You know, 
So, and she has Jump. Wait, you mean she only has eight guesses? No, what, no, what? She's got limited guesses. She, she, well, she's well, well like, no, 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 there's, no, 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 there's, there's some, guesses. there's some, there's some versions of the tale where he says you're allowed three guesses per day for three days. Oh, okay. And I there's some that. versions of the tale where it's like you just have three days to guess my name. But basically, she, she, it, it, we get to the third day. She doesn't have much time left, basically. Uh huh. She she she's failed at all her guesses. There's no real way she can work it out. The, yeah. The yeah, imp has given Liverpool her. It's Liverpool AC Milan 2005. Yeah. yeah I'm I'm sure yeah. it is. Yeah. Um. But the final night that she has, um, she wanders into the woods near the castle, and um, looking for the imp. Basically, she goes out because she's like, I'm not just gonna sit here all night. I'm gonna go try find him, and just just beg basically, and uh, she 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 sees a fire up on a remote mountain. And she she heads for it, and finds a cottage with a fire outside, and she's hidden in the bushes by it. She hasn't announced her presence to the imp yet, and and she watches this imp dancing around the fire, and he's singing a song to himself where he's he's singing tonight tonight my plans I make tomorrow tomorrow the baby I take, the queen will never win the game for Rumpelstiltskin, is my name. Ah, oh, you. Fucked yourself, he's, Rumpelstiltskin. He's, he's fucked it. He's Absolutely fucked it. Being fucked all it. egotistical, he he didn't think he she'd come looking for him. Oh, I've never honestly. Last time I was as excited at a fairy tale, <laughs> I was actually a child. Yeah. All it takes is a lot of rum. In, in some versions of the tale, the queen sends out a, a like a dude or, yeah. or a servant, and he also hears the that's name. That's the worst. But that's not. I, I read that's it, not too discussed. important. Yeah. Basically, the name is is discovered from Rumpelstiltskin being a little little imp dancing to himself. It's hubris. Yes. So, the, the, whoever it is, you know, back to the castle, the game is already over, but Rumpelstiltskin doesn't know it. So the imp, on the next day, he comes to claim the baby. All cocky. Yeah, yeah, he's all cocky. He walks in, insert Theresa May walking on stage gif. Yeah. Doing a weird dance. Doing a weird little walk, and he's like, yo, so that baby <laughs> then. And the queen's like, all right, Rumpelstiltskin. Oh. And, the, and he's like, huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep, she Uh-oh. she absolutely owns him on her final guess, the final moment she guesses. Well, not guesses, but she yeah. knows your name is Rumpelstiltskin, so fuck off. Hell yeah, it's Liverpool 4, Barcelona 0. <laughs> That's exactly... <laughs> in the Brothers Grimm, in, in, in the, yeah, in the yeah. Brothers Grimm t- anthology themselves, they say it's, it's just like Liverpool to be. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Rumpelstiltskin obviously doesn't take this well. He's like, what the fuck? How the fuck? <laughs> no, you must have cheated. I'm calling bullshit. Yeah, yeah. She no, she never reveals how she learned his name. Just all like right. lets him rage. And now the story and all the interpretations differs at this point. In the Brothers Grimm version, he he jumps on a cooking ladle and flies out the window to fuck off forever. As you do. But in the more grisly renditions of the tale, he's so angry. This little imp. He's so angry that he can't have a baby. At no, at no point is the, his want for the baby ever properly explained. I he assume he's going to eat it. I assume yeah. he's going to eat the baby. He wants he, to eat the baby. Yeah, he wants to eat the baby. He, he gets, wants to fry he, up the baby and eat it. Like he gets chicken. so annoyed that this queen has managed to learn his name that he slams his foot down into the ground as hard as he can and it gets stuck there. And he's so angry, he's just like, and he tries to tear his leg out of the ground and he just rips his own leg off and tears <laughs> himself in half and dies out of anger. Right there. What a fucking idiot! Jesus <laughs> Christ, Rumpelstiltskin. And wow, uh, there's a version I've 
and then the queen oh. and the king live happily ever after. Yeah. Well, thank God. What and that's you? the that's the legend of Rumpelstiltskin. What was your what was your version? You There's know? that version I've heard of that he got so angry at the end that he exploded and killed everyone in a female <laughs> radius. I like that version. Is, There's lots of versions. Version There's lots of versions of all this, but what I said is basically the the core you know, of the I'm, narrative. I'm so glad. I am honestly. Because <laughs> you obviously you'll have heard of Rumpelstiltskin before. I've heard of yeah. Him. Like I've known the name for years, but I've, ne- I've honestly never in my entire life, not even as a child never heard that never heard the story of probable still skin or if i did hear it as a child i'd forgotten it okay so hearing that was like hearing that for the first time but i'm very rum drunk right now <laughs> i tell you listeners and it's the fact that i feel like a pirate on the high now, seas now you know what people felt like back in the day all drunk yeah. on rum Round the fire ghosts before the, before, before there was electricity and and proper houses and shit. Everyone was sharing stories like this, you know. And and splice the, the main brace. M- splice, splice the, the main, main brace, brace because the most gifted storytellers. It was the form of entertainment, and it's easy to look back on these fairy tales as being like, oh yeah, whatever. And they're not that interesting. But yeah. you know, if you tell it right, if you don't yeah. know, if it's not such a cliche to you, they are good stories. You told and that very well. Rumpelstiltskin is. Is you know I didn't know either before when you when someone I don't know remember which <laughs> I, one of I you, set you yeah. I don't remember before you sent me it Elder Steve I I didn't know Rumpelstiltskin myself so when I went to read up on it I was like oh, it's one of the more interesting finally. fairy tales because yeah it's, sort it's got of a like... proper quit it's like Shakespearean yeah yeah the, if the if the imp wasn't so egotistical yeah. you know on the final night it's he's, like a he's great all tragedy full of himself I love the bit. he could have eaten the baby. He could have had he a dream have, of He could have eaten the baby. It's a tragedy. If she hadn't <laughs> just stumbled upon yeah, the house. But he lit the fire. Yeah. He drew attention to himself. There's morals. Like any good fairy tale, there's morals. Nobed. If, you, if you're onto a good thing, don't be a nobed. <laughs> and, well, and... What, 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 is, what is the moral of Rob Wilstilskin? If, well, if, if you, you take... hold horrible no, no. views, hide them from the public. If you take the imp side, it's don't be an egotistical wanker and let your... Yeah. Ace in the hole out. If, if you, you take, take the queen's the... side, Spy it's... Spy on people. If you take the queen's side, it's it's do what you can to get out of a hard situation. Yeah. All right, fair. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well done, queen. So, sometimes you're forced into these situations. Yeah. And, and disingen- what? disingenuous what? people will offer you ways out, but always be sceptical of them. That's, yeah. the, that's the moral of the story. You'll uh-huh. be on a hard time, and someone will seem to offer you the world. But you have to still critically think about what they're offering you, because there because there's always a, a hidden motive. You know what? We're three episodes deep into the rum special. We're yeah, all indeed. drunk as skunks, drunk as punks, drunk as spunk, and Matt is saying the most salient mama jamming things in the universe. You have yeah. to critically think about. This is it. Yeah, listeners. What do you think? Well, take, take speaking of drinks, me and Matt, I think have just both finished ours. I, I'm so drunk that I just drank a, a neat shot of Kraken, <laughs> wondering why does this taste so strong? And it's because I completely forgot to put cola in it. <laughs> would, you, would, you like, would you like to mix up out some ginger beer? Well, I'm out of Kraken room, so I'm, I'm onto the Captain Morgan now. Or, or the orange juice. But uh, e- either, uh, either way, yeah, the, a full drink of Coke and rum went in two swigs. Oh, gee whiz. Both times I was telling the story of Rumpelstiltskin <laughs> and wondering, oh, that's strong. Elder Steve <laughs> has got the giggles. <laughs> oh, wow. 
<laughs> oh wow! The power of fairy tales, man. <laughs> the power of fairy tales. I'm oh, I'm gonna put coke in this one. Don't oh. don't you worry. <laughs> right. Well, we'll be back after this. Especially you who with a little rum. What's rum? You don't know what rum is. Mumble steel skin. Mumble steel skin. I didn't rely on them. You you made your point. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Where <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Joey just smacked my notes right out of my hand. I'm sorry. Not 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 in an aggressive way towards me. He was just trying to make the point that we like to go yeah. off cuff, don't yeah. we? So I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, oh. so now to roll the die again. Yeah. Who, who will it be? Uh, it was number two again, which we can't do again. Number, still number four, again, Zane, you've got anything? No, he's it. not got anything. Number three, Joey. It's three. Boom, boom. It's another tenuous topic. It's very much the tenuous episode. Oh, I'll say it again. You try coming up with three, nine fucking yeah. topics rum related yeah whatever you... screw you it's got rum in the name joey what is it it's red rum it's red fucking red rum. rum he's a horse he was a horse he's dead <laughs> he's dead red. but when he was alive he was a horse yeah he was and his name i mean when he's dead he was still a horse he's still yeah. a horse when he's dead he's still a horse and his <laughs> name's still red rum when he's dead but when he was alive he was especially a horse and his name was especially <laughs> Red Rum. Yes. Okay. Right. Let me tell you about him. Go on. Can, I, can I have I... some of your ginger beer? No. Before? Yeah. Okay. Instant resistance. Quickly yielding to. I noticed from you know listening to some of the old podcasts back, like my 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 catchphrase is pretty much let me tell you about it. <laughs> okay. I say let, it. Let me tell you about I it. I say it a lot. I've never thought about it, but I know what you mean. I actually do. Let me tell you about it. So it's like you know, I say it. No, no, it's mythology. Let me tell you about <laughs> it. I like I, it, man. Oh I yeah, like it's it. just like oh yeah, poker. Let me tell you about it. That's what we do. That's what our podcast is yeah, all about. Yeah, we tell you about Here, it. Here's this random ass topic. Let me tell you about it. You hashtag know, wisdom. Hashtag yeah, knowledge. Hashtag rum, 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 You're rum, encapsulating rum, rum. all that we stand for. Rum. 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 So anyway. rum Anyway. <laughs> red rum. Uh, red. Rum. Red rum was a, a, a horse. Rum. Horses have those silly names, don't they? Like when when they when they're show horses and yeah. they race in races, they always give them a weird name. Oh it's, yeah, it's like pedigree dogs. It, isn't it's it? like you can't you can't ever have a name that's had been a horse before. Yeah. I think so. It's like it's like, it's like your your old dog Matt was wasn't his pedigree name like Philly and Air yeah. Firestorm. Yeah, he was to us he was Oscar, but in the pedigree world he was Philly and Air Firestorm. Which is mad. Which is mad. It was badass. That's what all the other dogs knew. Yeah, but it, but it's very fancy. My, our family's dog now, Barney, he's a little cairn. He's called Prince of Calverglen in the pedigree name. Amazing. Yeah. They give these pedigree dogs fancy names in the show world. You don't ever have to... If yeah. you have a pedigree dog, you don't have to show it. But the idea of a pedigree dog is like the pedigree association... If they recognise your dog as pedigree, yeah, they will give your dog a fancy fucking name. Yeah, it's like being a lord where you uh, can't yeah. you can't be the same lord that anyone's been before. Yeah, and it's the same with horses that are shown yeah. in races and stuff. Does and that, one, yeah. one of the most famous horses, Joe, was Red Rum. Of course, it? and I tell you, you you wanna know why Red Rum was called Red Rum? 
Go on. I don't actually know. Oh, well, I'll tell you, and then you will know. Did he drink rum? No! Okay. Sorry. That was really loud. <laughs> um, Breaking it... records for the podcast. Yeah. In decibels. Uh, so, Red, <laughs> Red Rum's dad, or his sire, in horse talk. Was his dad called Red and his mum called Rum? No, but you're close, you fucker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, his sire, so his dad, yeah. was called Quorum. Quorum. And his 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 dam, so his mum, was called Mared. Mared. So, Quorum, Mared. So Red Rum. Red Rum. Right. It was combining yeah. those two names to make Red Rum. That's how his name was made. That he, makes complete sense. Yeah. yeah. He was bred in Kells, County Kilkenny, Ireland. What so did he look, what did he look him, like? What do you mean, what the fuck do you look like? It's a fucking horse! No, but there's What like, the horse look like? Because some horses are like, have really bushy tails and are completely cream coloured, and some he horses bright, are black he, and. He, he was bright red and, he was bright red and constantly he was, slick with he rum. Was, he was bright red. No! <laughs> no! I, you know what? You wanna know horses the absolute truth? Horses look different to each other, you man. Know, you wanna know the absolute <laughs> truth, Pat? You wanna know the absolute truth? I don't know what he looked like. I didn't look at a picture of him. Well, <laughs> you know what? You know what? I like. I I, I watched some of his races. I watched some of his so famous races. So like. you watched some of his races. You don't know what he looked like. I know he looked like a horse because he's a horse. <laughs> <laughs> ah! What are you doing? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Whatever. I'm gonna Google Red Rum right now, yeah, and I'm, I'm gonna tell you what he fucking looked like, bro. <laughs> Oh, it's, like a, it's like an auburn black kind of horse <laughs> with short hair. I can tell you all other kinds of stuff. He about was him. a brown horse. Yeah, though. yeah. All right. He, you know what? He I should, I should have just said that, shouldn't I? Oh yeah, he was a brown horse. <laughs> Moving on. He looked red. No, he was like, uh, imagine like ginger-haired horse, yeah. as red as they can but get. It's like a really dark... they, there you go. He, oh, he, right. he was like a he was like a red as a horse yeah. could right. naturally get. So basically. he was like red, and so, he was an alcoholic. So it's so kind. Red rum. No, well, it's kind <laughs> of a coincidence that he, you know, his the, his name Red Rum was derived from just his parents' names, but he actually was the reddest horse you could ever fucking get. Well, there you go. I, you know what I, I'm you, saying? You, you know, you want to know something else, Matt? You know, I, I, I want to know as so, much as okay, I can. So his trainer, his trainer was his trainer called Rum Red. No, no, his trainer was called Ginger McCain. Ginger McCain, I don't <laughs> believe. <laughs> <laughs> Ginger McCain. Ginger McCain, really? Yeah, really, really. Ah, uh, Ginger, we got a horse called Red Rum. We think he'll be perfect. Are you taking the piss? Are you taking the piss? <laughs> <laughs> No, no, uh, mate, no, mate. He's called Red Rum. It, no, I mate, mean, honestly. He's it, called Red Rum. We it, think he'd be perfect it's for a, him. It's a bastardization of his mother and father's names. It's nothing to do with the fact that you're ginger. <laughs> you, you and fucking... then he's slightly ginger as well. <laughs> yeah. And then you're an alcoholic. <laughs> and then he's an alcoholic. Put the fucking cup down. Put the fucking cup down and go muck out his fucking stables. <laughs> there, was, there was a horse called Red Rum. Yeah. Joe. There was a horse called Red Rum <laughs> that was <laughs> famous in the racing. So, uh, yeah, Ginger McCain, he was his trainer. He was a car dealer, originally. A car dealer? Ooh. He did, he did he sell, like, red cars? Not a car dealer, a car dealer. Oh, a card dealer. No, a car dealer. As in the automobile. As in the automobile. Not a croupier. Yeah. Not a croupier. Okay. He sold automobiles. Yeah, and not just red ones. With it, uh, okay. uh, multicolored automobiles. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> he didn't pigeonhole himself that early in his career. No, but um, basically, uh, little, little, little. This is a fun factoid actually about Red Rum before Red Rum got famous. All right, so you'll never guess. Oh, honestly, if I gave you a million guesses, you would never guess the next thing I'm about to say, which I guess can be said for most of the things that anyone ever says. He won the Grand National. No, well, you knew that already. So that's not. <laughs> Sorry, come on. Guess who had his first ever horse ride on Red Rum as a stable boy? Oh, was it Stephen Fry? No, it wasn't Stephen Fry. <laughs> I don't know why. You, you, you're not a million miles away. Well, I don't it? know why Stephen Fry no, came into my head. Was not... it? I think I know. The North East comedian Lee Mack. It was Lee oh, Mack! Give him... Uh, yes! Right buzzer noise right now. Uh, oh, wait, no, wait. that's the wrong buzzer noise. The right... <laughs> Yes. yes, Lee Mack sat on Red Room. Yeah, he His was a first, stable boy. First ever horse Lee Mack was ever... a stable boy. Yeah, he was a stable boy. Fair play. Fair he used play. to clean Red Room's penis. Yeah. Oh, he's come far. <laughs> <laughs> he, what, Red Room? Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Red, Red Room. Hey! Red Room is dead, and Lee, Lee Mack isn't, as far as I know. So, so he won? I'm, I know who's winning. <laughs> you know, at one point in time, Lee Mack was... In contact with Red Rum's oh penis. God. Yeah. But it's 2019, and one of them is dead. That's and all I know. one of them has a hit BBC One sitcom. Yeah. Yeah, it ain't the fucking horse. <laughs> it's not the fucking horse. Because horses can't write good scripts. I don't know. It's, just, it's just I don't fact. know. In fact, Bojack can't even write good scripts. No, he can't. He can't hold a pen. He relies on the studio a lot. Yeah. Right, let me tell did, you about... Did Red Rum ever do a good stand-up show, or... Write a good script. No, then I don't Lee. even know if he was good at. Then Lee up. Mack is winning. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Although, has even Lee Mack, has Lee Mack ever won the Grand National? No. Ooh, no well, no, not so yet. So Red not Rock. yet. Not yet. Okay. Lee Mack's not dead. You know. All I'm saying is, if you ever find yourself cleaning a horse's penis, things can get better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the moral to be taken. Okay, that's section. fair enough, Matt. But in yeah. this, in the case of Lee Mack versus Red Rum, do you, <laughs> do, do you know like Mortal Kombat style? One v one. Finish him. Finish him. Like that's him finishing him off. Uh, oh, like it's not. Uh, no, but um, in, <laughs> in the gutter we go. Jesus Christ! <laughs> this is meant to be highbrow. Yeah. It's not meant to be highbrow. It, like a, we're midbrow. Like we, 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 we are firmly midbrow. You ever have a bouncy ball as a kid? No. <laughs> okay. Okay, right. Let me Red, tell Red Room. Red Room. Guess how many times he won the na- Grand National. Three. Right. Okay, he... so you know he won the Grand National. <laughs> I didn't times. know that, I guess. Oh, for God's sake. It doesn't take away from your facts. <laughs> All right, so yeah, he won the Grand National three times. He won it in 1973. Big up Red Room. 1974, and he came second in 1975 and 1976. To who? Another horse. Another horse, fair. And then in 1977, he came first again in like one of the greatest comebacks ever. No, that's good, because the way they they treat horses and shit and animals, it's like once your time's done, you're done. But Red Rum proved that wrong. Oh, you, know, you, break, yeah. you break your leg on yeah. the race course, yeah. you get a bullet in No, 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 Red well, Rum came back well, after dude. two years. That's good. Well, That's dude, good. I'll tell you. I mean, adding to your point you just made just then, uh, so his um, 
his rider for the first two wins was this guy called Brian Fletcher. Oh, no, mm-hmm. Fletcher. Sorry. <laughs> Brian, <laughs> Brian Fletcher. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Whoa. Listeners, Google Felching. Don't <laughs> Google Felching. <laughs> Don't Google okay. it. So yeah, so yeah, he had a right. Brian Felcher for his two first two wins. <laughs> Fletcher for his first two wins. So it was a man called Brian Fletcher. His first win is the most iconic. Yeah. 1973, he beat uh, a horse named Chris. <laughs> was that like a Prince reference? Prince, no, this was 73, bro. So Prince was a reference to a horse named Chris. You know, when he was like a dude named Prince. He wasn't that though. No, what? I think you're really drunk. <laughs> no, Prince. <laughs> what? Prince the singer? <laughs> yeah, didn't he go yeah. by like a man named Prince for a while? He legally no, changed his name. No, he was the name. artist formerly known as Prince he because legally he, cha- yeah, no, he no, was a symbol. Matt, I just said a horse name. Like, <laughs> no, no, I the, horse, the horse's I name. The horse's name he was He sees Chris. what I was getting. The horse, <laughs> no, I see what I just... Sorry, the horse's name wasn't a horse named Chris. Yes, I know. I was saying, was he literally called a horse named Chris? No, in no. the same way that a prince was for, prince was formerly known as the man yeah, formerly known, known as Prince. prince. Yeah. No, no, no. It's a very drunken Sorry. and tenuous Sorry. connection I was making there. So I, I completely understand <laughs> no, no, your confusion. No, no, no. no, no I no. get where you were confused there. It's understandable. Yeah. The horse was we, just named Chris. Yes, okay. But from now on, I will be referring to him as... The, the, the horse, horse formerly known as Chris. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> so, basically... Basically... Um... So, I've got a quote. Like Prince. I've got, no, I've got... So, it's one of the most legendary comebacks in all of sports history, basically. Oh, I'm down for this. 1973... Uh, from 30 lengths behind... What is a length the length of a horse? I can only imagine it <laughs> okay. is. So, so Red Rum, our hero... Wait, the him. horse had the biggest comeback in... History. No, one of! <laughs> You're forgetting horse. Liverpool! I'm not forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> the horse was 30 horses behind... No, not 30, ho- 30 lengths of a horse behind. Yeah. He was no horses behind the first horse, but 30 lengths of a horse behind the first horse. That so makes... he was behind at least one horse. He was, be- well, he was He was in second. He was in second. This was the year Red Rum came. 1973. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, like, at the very last, like, minute, he came from 30 lengths behind, just strode forward like the most magnificent beast of all time, and came first in the end. And it's known right. as like one of the greatest like victories of all time. Basically, was it was it like in the last leg? Basically, the yeah. Red Rum going up the straight. Red Rum just fucking entered Mac Five. Yeah, and, like, and went from like fifth place to whatever whatever place he was no, in. No, he, he went he, to like he was in he was in second. He was in second, but way behind. Like way behind, and he just fucking caught. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> I imagine whoever was in first just didn't have the stamina to, got, to keep it up. Basically, I've got I've got a quick I got a great quote from the. Per- the person who was in first, not yes. the horse, but the person. Uh, <laughs> 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 Winnie. So yeah, the, uh, the the jockey of the of Chris, the, ho- the, the, the horse, horse formerly known, known as Chris. Chris. Yes. I still dream about that race of Chris, the horse formerly known as Chris. Crisp versus Rum. Chris, 
rum and crisps is a good combination. Ah, yeah, it is, but, um, ca- carry on. He yeah. still he still dreams so, about that. Day. I still dream about that race of the horse formerly known as Crisps running so strongly and jumping so fearlessly, and then the sound of Red Rum's hooves as he got closer and closer at the end. I felt as though I was tied to a railway line and an express train thundering up and being unable to jump out of the way. Mm. To be fair, to be fair, like, riding a horse that's going that fast, yeah, you know, like he would be. Ah! It, ah! What? George. Elder Par just casually swigged from his pure bottle of neat <laughs> rum, thinking it was his cup. I saw the whole thing. It was incredible. <laughs> but that explains the screams you just heard. Yeah. The point I was making was: imagine being on a horse going that fast. You know, making up that ground. It's not yeah. like you're in a car. Where yeah. it's like, oh, we've scientifically engineered this shit to go. You're on a fucking animal, man. Yeah. And that you're you're riding that shit. I can imagine why whoever got to road red rum. Ride. Yeah, whoever Sorry. got to ride red rum. Brian no, no, Belcher, no, he is right. Belcher, whoever got, yeah. yeah, Brian Fletcher. Yeah. Who was riding Brian red Belcher, rum? Brian Fletcher. Fletcher. Yeah. Who was Brian Felcher riding red rum? Riding. Riding ride beam. No, no, no. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Red, Red Rum was a dank horse, is what I'm saying. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sad that he got forced into a life of running races. I bet he would have been a, a grand stallion out in the wild. I don't know. I'm going to wait to hear what happened after his racing career. From Fair. His mind he, okay, okay. He may, mean... he may have gone on to daytime TV and made a complete arse of himself. Let's find I'm not, out. I'm not going to give any spoilers. I don't want to hear spoilers. I'm not going to give any spoilers. I'm just gonna say. I'm just gonna say. I'm just gonna progress chronologically. Let's hear it. So '73, he won in that famous race. Boom. Uh '74, he won again. Boom. At Canter or? I don't fucking know. What the fuck? You said that he. What you said? You watched his races. Yeah, you did. I watched the first one. (laughs) The second one is the one that everyone's like, oh yeah, he won for a second time. The first one is like, oh my god, he came back from 30 lengths, is oh my it, god. Is it and impressive? the third one he won was like, oh my god, it's like the greatest comeback because he came second, to, you know. you know. He held his title twice, yeah. It wasn't a fluke, yo. Yeah, yeah, yo, yeah. it wasn't a fluke, yo. Exactly, that's it. So I don't know about the second one, but ah, what, ah. So the third time did everyone Well, the third Grand Red National, Red. so it was like the 75 Grand National, we came second. Right. Yeah. And the 76 Grand National, we came second again. And it was a race outside of the Grand National. I can't remember what kind of race. Uh, but um, Brian Felcher, Fletcher ang- <laughs> angered Ginger McCain, the trainer. Oh, right. By basically dissing... Was Ginger his rider through the whole thing? No, 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 no Ginger, Ginger was, was his trainer. trainer. Sorry, was Ginger his trainer for Brian the whole thing? Brian Felcher, Fletcher was and, his... Um, yeah, and Ginger was his trainer the whole time. Well, uh, yeah. initially. I'll tell you a bit yeah. about the training, actually, because it's quite interesting. So, um... He trained him on the sound, the sands at Southport. So, like, running along the shore, like, with seawater. So when he's hitting the grass, he's kicking off with enough force as you would need to run along a beach. Ah. But he's actually on land. Grass. On, on proper yeah. grass. That so, might be part so of it's like, it. So it's like psychologically tricking the horse into putting in more effort than it needs. I have no idea if that's It sounds case. like that, that to sound, me. That, that I'll, tell you, I'll tell you yeah. the reason he actually did it. Uh, it's because Red Rum had an incurable bone disease in his hoof. Oh. Oh. And I know, see- Red Rum. Yeah, no, but seawater actually helped oh. his hooves. 
so yeah. the soul. Yeah. I like yeah. Before before the Grand Nationals, uh, Ginger McCain actually took him for a swim. It's an, that's pretty impressive. The pedal mo- the o- one pedi- of, osteitis. Pedal osteitis. It was called. One of the most famous racing horses of all time had pedal osteitis. We're into another moral here. Disabled yeah. horses. If you're, if you're disabled, <laughs> you can still do you shit. Can still you can win still win the Grand National. No, you can still do. Oh well, that's no, not, if you're a horse. <laughs> if, you're a, if you're a disabled horse, I don't think people in wheelchairs could win the Grand National. Horses can run very fast. But the wheelchair is extra weight. Yeah. Unless you were like the tiniest pan ever with the tiniest Even wheelchair then, ever, I don't, and then you were, I, had really good balance. I, I would, don't think any disabled human could outrun a disabled horse. Unless the horse was, ser- <laughs> was say, seriously disabled. I wasn't going to say someone was riding the disabled human. I was going to say the disabled <laughs> human is riding a horse. I thought you God. were saying like... For the love of God. <laughs> for the lo- Oh my <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't think any fully abled human could outrun a disabled horse. Unless it was seriously disabled. You know what I mean? Like Horses are on another level. Oh, Back God. to what I was saying. <laughs> Back to Red Rum. Brian Felcher Fletcher, he angered <laughs> he angered Ginger McCain by basically <laughs> dissing <laughs> he, was ba- he, ba- he basically dissed Red Rum. He basically said like oh, he's lost now, he's no, like you know, no. he's a, he's a, he's jumped the shark, no. he's no good anymore. Well yeah, whatever. So Ging- Ginger McCain was like Fuck you! F- fuck you! I'm gonna get another tiny jockey person to do it, right? So they got Tommy Stack. Tommy Stack. <laughs> a man called Tommy Stack, and he was wrote... he stacked? Ah, he was small. He was a jockey, so he wasn't stacked. He might have been stacked. I don't know. But okay. just proportionally stacked. Probably yeah. he was an athlete in a way. He was a jockey. The horse is a real athlete. Let's not lie. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, he came second in 76, Tommy Stack did. And then 77, the greatest victory ever, basically, in horse racing for Red Rum. Yo, did yeah. he come first? He came first in 77. <laughs> yeah, yes, Red Rum. Yeah, Red Rum. Yes, greatest Red Rum. comeback ever. So pretty this great. horse didn't give a fuck. Pretty sad, though. 40, 90, uh, 40, uh, 78 National, the next one. Uh, he suffered a hairline fracture. Oh. Uh. Okay, like a little bit before it, and they thought he might have been okay, but then like on the day of the national, like he was allowed to do like a little test run around just to see how he was, and they were like, nah, nah. he's done, he's retired. Ah, well I've so had one of it. those. So yeah, so he's he's he retired on the yeah, but you know for horses, like, yeah, they fuck up their legs. That's like, the thing dead. though, that's the thing. Yeah, I I've had a hairline fracture. No one was like, oh Matt's done. Let's shoot him in the head. Let's let's yeah. do it. Well, did they shoot Red Rum in the head? Though? Absolutely, they did not. No, uh, they retired. They retired yeah. him the day before the Grand National, and this was front page news. Honestly, on the front. Did they make him into like a stallion, like a breeding thing? Because there's lots I of money. Know. There's lots know. of money Surely. in that shit. Man. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. If you if you've got like a Grand National winning horse, you can you can charge like thousands to have that horse. Female horse. I, I, I mean, I, I said I amazing. I meant to say I imagined, but yeah. you know, right. I amazing. Yeah, to be fair, I can see back in the late seventies, early eighties, some coked up dude would pay thousands oh, to yeah. have Red Rum fuck one of his female horses. I'm just in just in the idea of like you could retire in the nineties off a off a Grand National stallion. You know what? I don't. You know think, what I mean? The son of Red Rum. I don't think he did. I don't think he did. Well, that's good because it's not like a. 
I think it. I think it might be. I'm not sure because I'm not an expert on horses. But I think did, did it might Red be Rump the kind of thing ending? where you're either a breeding horse or a racing horse. But I'm yeah. not sure. Did Red Rump have a good ending to Face Clan? Yeah, he yeah. did. He really okay. did, and yeah. I'll tell you about Fair. this good ending. Yeah. So, uh, as I say, when he retired, it was front page news, lead story in the news kind of thing. Yeah. <coughs> Leeds. That, what? Lead story. Oh, sorry. And um. <laughs> From then on, every year he led the Grand National Parade. Like every year wow. before the Grand National, they'd have a parade, and they'd always have Red Rum in the front of it because they were like, "This is the greatest horse ever, basically. Right. This horse is dope. <laughs> Let's have this horse every year." But he'll just do the parade at the beginning so he doesn't aggravate his broken legs. That'll right, be fine. Okay. Good, great. And get this, he went around. He opened supermarkets. <laughs> I've never opened a supermarket. <laughs> yeah, no. That horse has been more than I've had. You brought, you brought up Blackpool Ple- Pleasure Beach recently. Yeah. On, on I think, a, an episode or two ago. Uh-huh. All the rum special was blended into one for me. <laughs> like, a, like a good old glass of bumbo. Go on. Uh, a <laughs> good old bumbo. Good old bumbo. Let me lay some bumbo down on you. What was the thing? He, opened, he opened supermarket. No, what was the thing about Bumbo? Wetting the people with Bumbo or something? How the American politicians of the time yeah. used, like, a Bumbo gathering to get votes. Yeah, but what did they call it? It was, like, a really funny name. Uh, it was Swilling the Planters with Bumbo. Swilling, oh, was it Swilling yeah. the Planters? There we go. We, I feel pretty swilled right now. Oh, very, yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready to vote for whichever politician comes my way. I'd totally vote for George Washington yeah, in this. Yeah, I case. would. I would place my kinship within that man. Easy times, but yeah, the red red rum, the horse, the horse, the great I'd, horse. He didn't have to swill any. I'd vote for that horse over any politician. Yeah, I'm I'm swilled with enough bumbo. I don't. You, you mentioned Blackpool Pleasure Beach earlier. I did. did not? I did. So, About four weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, uh, so Red Rum opened the Steeplechase roller coaster at Blackpool Pe- Pleasure. Oh, did he? He he also switched on uh, Blackpool Illuminations somehow. What with his hooves? Oh, I think I remember this. That they made a specific like foot panel for him to just tread on. Oh, piss off, did they? That would set off That's the dope. illumination That's and dope, Christmas dope. lights. He's a pretty dope horse. Yeah. Is. We la- we laugh and we joke, but this fucking horse has done more than we'll ever. Do. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm never gonna light up Blackpool or win the Grand National. You know what I mean? I tell you what, as well, he was also on, in 1977. He was on Sports Personality of the Year. I'll never do that. What? I'll never be what? that. Well, like nominated. a nominee, a nominee. No, no, no nominate. Well, he might. I, I oh, don't was know, he was actually. he like an honorary? Well, he was like a guest of... on like the telecast, like yeah. back then, right. like the BBC yeah. Sports Personality. I imagine the it. Year. They're in the studio with the show, and then they're yeah. like, "Yo, here's yeah, Red." Basically, Red it, it was a famous moment because um, like they had like. Ginger McCain on like uh, phone link or something, and like that's where they actually had the horse there in the studio. <laughs> yeah, but, like, but they, Ginger, rang, they rang up the trainer. We only want you on the phone. <laughs> but the horse recognised Ginger's oh, voice. But I got really excited, and it was really cute. Imagine if they'd actually bothered to pay Ginger's train fare, and get get him in the studio. How excited would the horse have been? What do you think? It was like. Ah, red rum. Yeah, no, I'm really pissed off. They 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 let you come, man. Yeah. 
I'm stuck here back in Kilkenny the, the, and I'm the pissed The suit's off. being like, right, we can either pay for Ginger to get the train here and be in the studio and call up Red Room, <laughs> or we can have the horse get here and call up his former trainer. I mean... Which one are we going to do? We think about it, we, we're talking about it like it's a ridiculous thing, but think about it, if you're a TV person, it's like, right, so we can have Red Room's trainer or Red Room. Uh, why not both? Budget? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, I assume. Like the horse but is yeah. like horse is like five thousand pounds. Trainer five. Maybe the maybe maybe Red Room was like you know what, I don't want to go into it, but yeah, maybe can, they were can, having can like Ginger not be on set. Create, yeah, maybe. Yeah, differences yeah, maybe. at the yeah. point. You got to respect the horse. They hadn't spoken in months, yeah. and this was the first time they'd spoke. And the suits were like, the well, we know they're not on good terms. It's one yeah. or the other, and we like a Jeremy we, Carr show. Yeah. Well, actually, Red Room, we've got Ginger right here on the phone. Uh, you Woo! know what? I'm sure they're fine. I'm sure he was just busy with other business. I'm sure they still loved each other to the end. But speaking of the end, I'll tell you about the end of Red Room. So he died. 18th of Oct. Yes. <laughs> how did you know? Well, I. <laughs> how did you know? I tra- I transferred Have my. Have you been reading my notes? I transferred my knowledge of horse biology onto this segment. And and inferred that we we don't have a sixty year old horse out there. (laughs) I was taking a drink of rum then. (laughs) Go well. Luckily, the ginger went very well. (laughs) It went very well. What happened to Red Room? Let's hear it. The eighteenth of October, nineteen ninety-five. He died from horse-related. That old for a horse? How old is it? Like that's like what thirty years? That's that's pretty much yeah. That's pretty good for a horse. That's. Standard I think, horse age. I, I think, think that's like on the end end of yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah for a horse. Yeah. But like when he retired, when he died, it was front page news again, and mm. it was like the leading story at like the ten o'clock news and everything like that. It was. Did like, he die of like just old age? Yeah, just stable. horse things. Yeah, just horse we all age. die. We're all, gonna, we're all gonna do it. Yeah, we're all gonna do it. Don't worry. We'll all join Red Room up yeah. there in the clouds. And they buried him at Aintree. You know Aintree. That's where they have oh, the Grand National. Yeah. They buried him. He's buried at the winning post. Oh Aintree. really? Like under the ground. Mm. I swear. Yes, I... like under the ground. <laughs> yes. He, no. No. He... <laughs> <laughs> what I meant was, do they have like a specific burial patch for him there at Aintree, or is he literally buried under the ground? At the end of like, the racetrack at Ainsbury. They, 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 they must have some kind of... I've got the epitaph here for him. Yeah, so, so they'll he... Have he at, yeah. They'll have at least some kind of marker. I've not yeah. seen specifically his gravestone or anything. I meant, like, under the ground of the racetrack of Ainsbury. I know, I know, yeah. I know. I'm sorry. Um, I'll read you his epitaph. Cool. It's yeah. very inspiring. Yeah. Especially if you're a horse. I'm not, but I'll pretend. Especially if you're a horse who understands English. <laughs> I'm closer to that than just a horse. Respect. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. Especially as you did a quite good neigh earlier. <laughs> yeah, a good whinny. And like a horse. A horse wouldn't nah, be. Nah, the. Isn't. Yeah, but carry on. A horse wouldn't be able to go- do a good mat impression. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, fuck horses. Fuck you, Red Rum. <laughs> yeah, if you have. No, please don't fuck horses. Listeners, if you. It's illegal. Listeners, if you know a horse that can impersonate me, Elder Oh, Matt, definitely, please get in touch with that. Please, please for the love who of else? God, get in touch. Who, who else are you going to tell? What are you waiting for? <laughs> Just come here now. Fucking email us at Elder's. 
Elden Chamber. Chamber at gmail.com. Why are you keeping this a secret? We're not. If you have a horse that can impersonate me, email elders at elderschamber at gmail.com. Please, for the love of God. Do it. But but for now, we're going to hear Elder Far's rendition of the epitaph of the horse Red Rum. (laughs) Respect this place, this hallowed ground. (laughs) I'm sorry, Red Rum, for laughing at that. (laughs) A legend here. His rest is found. His feet would fly. Our spirits soar. He earned our love forevermore. You know, it's funny. I've misspelled earned. I've actually write, <laughs> written eared. <laughs> when you, when you said eared. you misspelled earned, I imagined like U-R-N-E-D. <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, Whatever. I just missed out the end. It doesn't so. matter because you were <laughs> saying it. it. I know. <laughs> you don't have to point out. Wait. <laughs> you know what, Matt? Excellent point. Why? I nailed that. I nailed it. Let's leave it at that. The listeners can't see my spelling. Uh, they don't need to know. Oh, for fuck's sake. But yes, did he save the Grand National? No, but he was one of the best. No, he might have done, Matt. You know really? that. I was about to say, yes, he might have done. <laughs> did because he? I imagine interest in the Grand National yeah. was waning. And and they this... needed a horse with a fucking story. They needed, yeah, they yeah, needed, yeah. They needed a horse with chutzpah. Yeah, a and then, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then Red Rum yeah. came along. If Red Rum was a human, it would be, mm. it would be like movie worthy. Oh, so right. I feel like it's fair enough to respect the horse. Yeah, he's no, horse no, I'm defi- rocky. Yeah, I'm definitely down on him. He's horse rocky. As drunk as we are, Red Rum is one of the best horses. Yeah, one of the best creatures. Uh, over a hundred races run. Yeah. Right. Never fell once. Ooh, that's okay. impressive. I, also, I fall over all the fucking time. So yeah, yeah. exactly. So do I. And I tell you what, until this year, he was the first horse to. Ever win consecutive Grand Nationals? Okay. Oh yeah, it was yeah. Tiger Roll. Tiger Roll this year. Tiger Roll won his second. Still the year. first. Yeah, first. Still ever. the first horse. First horse to ever win consecutive. So big up Red Rim. Did he ever perform internationally? Perform race internationally? I don't know against who. Well, like, I don't know the Kentucky like, Derby or something. Like was he in UK something? the whole of his life? Yeah. Or did they ever like ship him out to like France? I don't Spain? even know if they do that with horses. Do they do that with horses? If you're a horse and you know, well, if you if you're, in, if you're in Britain and you have a, like a, a horse that's worthy enough to be racing, you're making enough money off it that that to not bother. Maybe it's like every time you transport it to another continent, it loses like five yeah. percent horses. Why why risk your horse in transit? It's like an asset at that point. Why risk your horse in transit? All I know is in Dubai. They don't race horses, they race camels with robots on their backs. We'll be back after this. What? Yeah. That's a thing. What? Yeah, they have robots on their backs instead. Robot jockeys. Tiny robots. You, in theory, you don't actually need a jockey to race horses. Yeah. Why Why do you actually need a jockey nowadays? Poor camels, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, well. Anyway. 
we'll be uh, back after this. Yeah, that. it does go on a bit, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Ooh, wow. You know what? Yeah, that's that's in. And the topics are getting stuff. more tenuous. So we've had Rumpelstiltskin, mm -hmm. Red, red rum. rum. We're spinning Red Rum off. Yes, into no. The Shining. The Shining, yes. which is my subject. Which is the most tenuous of all the subjects. So yeah. if you're a uh, battered listener, yes, you'll, you'll know, know what that reference is. Well, no, you'll you'll also know that I've been away recently. Mm. I was away for a while, <clears throat> and while I was away, I was doing my notes for these three podcasts. I spent a lot of time on on The Shining, and oh, uh, yeah, good. I, lot, I just you, I, you mean you spent a lot of time researching? Yeah, yeah, I locked myself yeah. away. Oh shit! In, in a, a cabin hotel. in a did hotel. You go, did you go out into the middle of nowhere? Yeah, and I've got my notes here. It's extensive. I've yeah. shown you both multiple pages. It's um, the same thing though. And uh, here we go. It's uh, here we go. Here's my notes on The Shining. So me and Joe have just walked into the dark, yeah, foyer oh, of, of, of the mansion. Yeah, Steve. All I, over I think, the walls. What is there, Steve? I think but, this calls for the spooky music, don't you? Oh right. Okay. I, I think. I think. Yeah. Don't you? Probably appropriate. I think so. Let's do it. No, that's the tense music. Oh. God damn it. Also. There we go. There's the spooky music. Now tell okay. us about The Shining. Read us your notes. Uh, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy, and you know, all work and no play <laughs> makes Jack a dull boy. All, all work and no, no play makes Jack a dull boy. And then, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. And all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. And all work and no play makes um, Jack a dull boy. Well, your topic, Steve. All work and play does make Jack a dull boy. Okay, what about work and play? Does that a dull boy Jack make? It does indeed make an old boy Jack make work and no play. And play and no work and boy, does it make Jack? Uh, play work Jack, not make old work play. Boy. 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 Oh boy. But yes, The Shining is... Uh... <laughs> the, story, the story, the book, adapted by Stanley Kubrick into a famous film. Indeed. Written uh, originally by Stephen King, of course. It's a 1980 horror film produced uh, by Stanley Kubrick, co-written by Dion Johnson, based on the work by Stephen King in his 90, 1977 novel, The Shining. Right, so just to be... Absolutely crystal clear here. You're uh, talking about the film and not the book. Yes, I haven't and researched the book. It is all about the film. Yes, and it's in here because, of course, famously, there's a famous scene in The Shining, yes. which we alluded to earlier, where the young boy, Danny, Danny, Danny. is talking to his little finger friend, Red Rum, saying it. What's Red Rum backwards? I tell you what. <laughs> He ain't talking about no horse. Red no. Room. Red Room backwards is, of mm. course, 
Florida. Which, of course, Shelley Duvall, playing the uh, matriarch of the film, realises when Danny's written Red Rum mm-hmm. on the wall the... of the bathroom. Oh, it's not, uh, y- right? Well, isn't it on the door? I think it's on the door. It's on the door it's, that Jack he, breaks He's down, written Red Rum on... With the R's shaped backwards yeah. on a wall. And, then and she, she sees it in the, the mirror, in the mirror. And it says murder backwards. Yeah. When you reverse wh- the whole of the image of Red Room. And that's like when she properly realises, right, she's going not, down. He's not just being a weird little creepy kid. He actually is onto something here. Yes. In in the realm of that well, shit. Oh my god, can I just say just now, listeners, if you're listening to this and you have never ever yeah, seen The Shining. Don't listen to this if you've not seen The Shining. Because oh no, I please, assume we're going to go into please. the film. It and is like a 39 yeah. year old film, but please, no, no, for no, the no. love of God. Yeah, we, we semi recently, me and Elder Steve did a, did a, a watch through of um, Stanley Kubrick's films. Stanley yeah. Kubrick, of course, directed The Shining. And The Shining stood out for me. Oh, definitely. In all of his films, as one of the best horror films I've ever seen. And, and basically, it, all this is is going to be me telling yeah. the plot and a lot of yeah. facts about it. And so. the the idea of Red Room being murder backwards is it's not, not too much, much of a, a spoiler. It's not much of a spoiler because it'll just add to the creepiness away. But yeah. and it, it, there are certain things that you would know about the film that would really spoil it. Yes. Honestly, so if you don't know anything, it, it is all of our recommendations. Yes, that you watch it now. It's like two and a half hours long, but you will you, bank us. I would say if you've not seen The Shining, don't listen to what we're about to say. No, definitely not. You just put It's the last topic of the episode. Pause it. It's the last watch topic. The Shining, and then immediately listen to it. It's the last topic of the trilogy. It is! The yeah. rum special's coming to an end. Uh-huh. Yeah. With its most tenuous subject, which is quite fitting. Yes, it is very started fitting. with its most relevant, with rum. With rum. And we're on The Shining. All work and no rum. Makes Joe a dull bob. Indeed. Oh boy. Harry. Right. Well, hopefully, anyone who hasn't seen The Shining is gone. Yeah, there's the warning, at least. So the no, plot no of The Shining. No guilt to be had. Now. School teacher turned writer Jack Torrance arrives at the remote Overlook Hotel in the Rocky Mountains to be interviewed for the position of a winter caretaker. The hotel, built on the site of a Native American burial ground, closes during the snowed-off months. Uh, however, Jack is hired to be the co- uh, be the hotel's caretaker in the solitary months, and he'll be there with just his family. Uh, the manager, Stuart, the manager Stuart Ullman, tells Jack the hotel's history uh, and warns it about his reputation of the previous caretaker, Charles Grady, who supposedly developed cabin fever and killed his family and himself. Despite this troubling tro- troubling story, Jack goes, "Yeah, sure, I'll stay there. That's fine." Moves in with his wife. Jack, by the way, played by Jack, Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. And his wife, played by Shelley Duvall. And Jack Nicholson's eyebrows are so on point in this movie. Oh, incredibly. Not even the Joker could get... Well, actually, no, the Joker's eyebrows are. I, I don't well, know. Jack Nicholson He played the Joker. Joker. No, no, but as in, like, they really go for it. Yeah, in, in yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. And then Danny Lloyd. It's it's an unhinged played... performance once he gets into the that realm of the character. Yeah. And Danny Lloyd who plays their son. And their son possesses this weird power called the shining. He's like a psychic. Yeah, a psychic. He can see uh, dead people he and can, he can, can hear their thoughts. Hear their thoughks and be in he, another realm. He, he picks projections. up on, you know, yeah. if you're in a house and anyone's been murdered in that house, he, he can, can pick up yeah. on it. And he knows what's happening. And he shares this power with the uh, current caretaker of the Overlook Hotel. Yeah. 
uh, with the head chef even, sorry, not the caretaker, the head chef, Dick uh, Halloran. Dick Halloran. What a fucking name. Yeah. And uh, he c- they can speak telepathically. Yeah. Which we'll explain later. But he basically tells him, for the love, for the love of all God, Danny, do not go into room 237. So a month passes and Jack has been writing. Danny and Wendy explore the hotel's maze and Halogram goes off to Florida. Uh, Wendy learns that the phone lines are out due to a heavy snowfall and Danny has frightening visions. Some of them about the room 237. Uh, Jack is slowly losing his mind while writing his book and he wanders into the hotel's girl room to meet a, a ghostly bartender named Lloyd. To whom he complains about his marriage, and Wendy tells Jack that Danny told her a crazy woman in one of the rooms attempted to strangle him. This is in room 237. Oh, yeah, this is after Danny's gone into the room. Yeah, yeah. And met a ghostly woman trying to strangle him. Uh, so Jack investigates room 237 and stumbles upon the zombie-like woman. Which, which is, to me, the creepiest scene of the whole Oh, film. God, that is... There's something Haunting. really unnerving about that scene. I watched that. I watched The Shining when I was like 12 or 13, maybe, and that scene was the scene that, like, that was like the yeah. scene of that film. That it, really it, it, it's me. like it's Stanley Kubrick actualizing himself as a yeah. horror director. Yeah. You know, and if and you, the, the the soundtrack and the visuals all all, all link up to it. this like really uneasy thing. And it only it only works if you're actually paying attention to the film yeah. the whole way through. But if you are and you get to the scene where Jack enters room two three seven, it's, it's two three so seven. Isn't horrible. It? Yeah. It's just weird, and then it's bad, and, and then the film changes after that, doesn't and, it? Like, and if if you're a good listener and you've done what we've said, or you've just watched The Shining beforehand, you, or or you, if you just don't care, or if you just don't care, which is fair. You'll know, or you might not know. We're talking about the scene where he enters two three seven, the room two three seven. Jack Torrance. Does. And there's a very attractive uh-huh. woman in the bathtub yep. of that room and when he finds her in the bathroom. So, yep. So he stumbles upon Wendy. Uh, sorry, sorry. So he stumbles upon the woman, and uh, but he tells Wendy that he saw nothing. And Wendy and Jack what argue. What happens with the woman though? That's the thing when it when he stumbles upon yeah. her and she's like all naked in the bath. And he starts making out of her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She gets out of the bath and she's all naked and sexy and walks towards him. And then... They start making out. And then he makes out with her. And then he, like, steps back from who he's been kissing. And he realises that it's a dead old woman. Yeah. Full of, like, you know, fucking maggots and I like cackling at him as well. And he runs out of the room and... And that's when you know that shit's going down. That really is... We've turned the corner here. Yeah. Oh, it's really messed up. And speaking of we're not we're not doing it justice. No. To be fair, we are absolutely not doing it justice. Oh no, you don't. You've got to see it. Yeah. This you is your final it. chance. Yeah. If you've not seen it and you're still listening, what are you doing? Go watch the Shining. Yeah. Speaking of turning corners, Steve. Though, I'm sure you probably are. You going to bring up the Danny on his tricycle? And all that? Of course, one yeah. of the most famous shots yeah. in the whole. Film. So we'll, we'll move on from the horror scene in the bath. One of the famous shots in the whole wrong. film is yeah. Danny cycling on his tricycle down the yeah. corridors of the he, hotel. He's a kid with like a traditional yeah, little but kid imagine, tricycle. Imagine being a kid and you've got a whole empty yeah. hotel to your, explore Your to house yourself. is a hotel in the mountains. That's amazing. That's empty. Yeah. And all, the only people in that house are your mum and dad. And ghosts. Like, yeah, and ghosts, but you don't really know that yet. Yeah. You, all you know is you've got this whole hotel as your house. Your mum and dad are off in some corner of it. 
Yeah. You've basically got like a, a complete grounds that are indoors to roam in. And yeah. you're riding your little tricycle around all the corridors. And then you turn the corner and there's yeah. fucking creepy ass twins yeah. in blue dresses. Yeah. Two little twin girls. But the you gonna the little trick Kubrick did with that. Go on. You know about it? Oh, so basically, if you watch Danny on his tricycle going around these hallways, turning all the corners and stuff, it's impossible. Like the layout. Oh, I see. Oh, right. Like, like he lay- turns left and then he turns right yeah. where there is no yeah, right. Yeah, and he yeah. turns he turns left, 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 like, left, left, left. If you, you if know, you he turns like left, left, right, but he's back where he was. Yeah, oh, like I if, see. if you it, properly it, start from the beginning yeah. and map where he goes, it, it doesn't, doesn't make, make sense. sense. And it, it's it's a it's a it's supposed to make thing Kubrick yeah, did to it, make more Your subconscious human brain goes, Wait, that's not right. But you don't really process you just that. notice that it's Un- not unless right. you're like properly on the ball you don't process it yeah but all it does is make your subconscious brain when you're watching the film but your invested go eh? eh that's weird and it yeah. adds to your and it's you're very already, deliberate and yeah. then you're already like subconsciously and you don't on even edge know it because of that you don't even know it there's the creepy it, twins it, it's like your brain's in well i've just gone left left right and ended up in the same place it's in that mode but you're watching a film so you like, don't know. It's, it's, it's just, genius. It's just one of the most perfect yeah. horror films of all time, isn't yeah. it? It's absolutely incredible. This is it. And it's at this point in the film that Danny starts to use the shining to get in touch with the chef. Yes. Uh, Hallahan, who tries to get back to the hotel, which is in Colorado. Uh, then Danny starts to call out red rum, red rum, while referring to his finger as Tony. Yeah, yeah, which was which is was actually like, that's his thing, index finger. It's yeah. a thing from the beginning of the film, isn't it? In yeah. Tony, but he, he, he like it. wiggles his index finger, yeah. which is just next to your thumb if you don't know, because not everyone knows that. Yeah. But but he wiggles it and he talks to it like it's a little person. Yeah. Called like, yeah. and he just goes like red rum, red, red. and, and, his, and, and his, his parents, parents are just, like, what the fuck? They, no, well they, well, they just treat it as like an imaginary friend kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah your little finger friend, red rum. But that's something that yeah. Danny Lloyd came up with in the auditions. The kid himself. Yeah, the kid oh, himself really? just did no, no, that in the audition. I, I know this. He did a lot of like one-on-one time with Kubrick. Where Kubrick was like, I want to actually work with you as a little actor, developing the character of Danny. And when the little kid was like, I think the, I think Danny would talk to his finger. Yeah. Stanley Kubrick was like, okay, yeah, and he and That's he like, built, like, built on it. But like, so, so so Danny is one of the more thought about child performances on screen, really. Well, yeah, That's I, really cool. I, I had no idea. And Danny that. Lloyd also yeah. he. He never saw the full film until he was like fifteen. Yeah, he was protected. He was person. He didn't know that he was making a horror film. Yeah. Or a psychological thriller, whatever you want to call it. But he he thought he was just making like a drama. Yeah. Film. Kubrick wasn't like right in this in this scene. Eight year old Danny, your father, you're you're, you're, you're being you. you're being possessed by the spirits of these murdered ghosts, and your father is coming at you with an axe, and you're gonna act yeah. like he wasn't like that. He w- they they protected him, didn't they, from from the mature content of the film. Yeah. So to be fair, I've like, ju- I just Google it. You want to know what happened to Danny Lloyd? So the last thing he was ever in was something called Will G. Gordon Liddy, which was a television film aired on NBC about the rise and fall of Watergate co-conspirator uh, G. Gordon Liddy, in which he played the young Liddy. And uh, that was when he was 10 years old, and he retired from acting after that. And in 2007, 
at the age of, let's see now, how old would he have been? Do, 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 35. He became the bio biology professor at Elizabethtown Community and Technical College in Elizabethtown, Kentucky. Nice. Perfect. So that's what Danny Torrance is up to nowadays. Sounds like he did what he wanted to do. Yeah, biology professor did on him. I bet yeah. his students say red rum to him all the time, though, and it probably yeah. pisses him right off. Yeah. But Do you think he'd ever, like, it's like the first day of term, biology 101, and your professor, like, tricycles his way into the <laughs> into the lecture hall on a little kid's trike? Dude, like, it's such, a, <laughs> it's such an enormous film. It wouldn't surprise me if there are people who, like, take that class just, just to meet Danny fact, Lloyd. Yeah, just for the fact that, like, Danny when, Lloyd takes When it. he clearly just wants to be a biology scientist yeah. professor. Yeah. And then all these bastards are failing while also going, like, <laughs> red ram, red ram, red ram. And, and he cries. Yeah, no, I hope he's alright. I Danny hope Lloyd. he is too. Because he, he's in a sick film. So. Maybe he uses his finger to like demonstrate like <laughs> biology lessons. And My dad. <laughs> My dad. So what the plants do, finger? Chlorophyll. I don't know. Chlorophyll. I I imagine a. a, a, a I don't know what plants do. A, a, a university so grade biology class knows what chlorophyll is. I imagine. A drunk. Rum drunk Joe Elder part does not. You do. However, you do know what chlorophyll. However, is. I know what chlorophyll is. Yeah. I don't know what plants need. Water, chlorophyll. Water and sunlight. <laughs> and chlorophyll. They, chlorophyll. they turn sunlight does into chlorophyll. Chlorophyll come from the sun. Yes. Ah, what's the thing that's in the plant that turns chlorophyll into whatever it is? Cannot remember. No. But in this part of The Shining, yeah. Ah. Danny's got in touch with the chef through The Shining. Played and by made... Isaac Hayes. No, played by Scatman Carruthers. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shit. Isaac Hayes. <laughs> Isaac Hayes. <laughs> Damn, Danny. <laughs> yeah. You got the shiny. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> For fuck's sake. He's going to touch the Scatman Carruthers. <laughs> and he's like, scoop up people. To boop, boop. Yeah. <laughs> and he makes his way back to Colorado. As he arrives there in the empty hotel, Jack, uh, Wendy has realised that Jack has only been writing all work and no play makes Jack a dull yes. boy over and over and over again. That's yeah. all the work he's been On doing. On his typewriter. Because he's he... off his absolute yes. rocker at this He point. says he's like, I've just spent a week sat at the typewriter working alone mm. in this big foyer. And that's all he's been and doing. And she goes in and looks at what he's written. And he's literally just written the same thing over and over. And that's another moment where she realises, yes. so I she, am not safe here, Jesus She backs Christ. away from the typewriter, realising yep. my husband's insane. And then the thunder and lightning goes. And she turns around and there's her husband. Yep. And, and where's the kid? Yeah. Where is he? That's first on her mind as a mother. Isn't so it? she like, runs to find him, being yep. chased by a murderous husband with an axe. Give it a bat, 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 boom. They lock themselves in a bathroom, which Danny can get out of the window, but unfortunately his mum can't because she's stuck the, in there. The, the little window doesn't open. It doesn't and open. And she can't enough. get. She can't get out. And uh, and Jack's just cracked down this door. He yeah, husband's the gone axe. insane. He's he's axing the door, trying to get in while they're desperately trying and to get out. And that's the infamous he, line. What, what, the greatest ad libbed line of all time. Here's Johnny. Yeah. A reference to Johnny Carson. Yes. An American talk show. An American show. talk show host. Johnny Carson would start his talk show every time with Here's Johnny. Johnny. And then Jack Nicholson improv that. Yeah. Crack, cracks a hole in the door with the axe. 
while his terrified wife is on the other side mm-hmm. and sticks his face in the hole and goes, Here's, Here's Johnny! And that's why when Homer Simpson does it in the Simpsons parody, he goes like, David Letterman! <laughs> yep. I'm Mike Rooney. I'm Mick Wallace. I'm Andy Rooney and this is 60 Minutes! <laughs> However, Wendy manages to slash Jack's knife with the with uh, Slash Jack's hand with a knife, even, as he's trying to break down the door, and he retreats, which means she can escape. And also and that Jack... from this point onwards, he'll be continuously grunting. Yes. That's right. a, yeah. Him, uh, her and Jack retreat into the uh, maze that the hotel has. A big old hedge maze. Being chased by Jack in the snow. They manage to escape, leaving Jack to free for death in the snow, and they escape on uh, the cook's snow cat that he'd brought up to the hotel. And they all look happily ever after? Yeah. Well, except for Jack, who dies and then frozen to death. And then it flicks to a picture of the hotel back in 1921, which features Jack prominently at the front. What does it mean? Does it mean? What does it mean? If... I'll tell you what it doesn't mean. Anything Stephen King tells you, because he hates his adaptation of The Shining. Does he, he think the book's better? Or? No. See, well, or well, is he just not proud of the book? And thinks... you know what? You know what? I don't know if I don't know what he thinks better, but I just know he's expressed in the past displeasure at how differently the book treated the story. But it's how such differently a good the film. film. Sorry, the film. How differently the film treated his story that, than the book. That yeah. smells slightly of egotism to me because the film is so good. It's yeah. so good, but it was but, kind of like in like the book and stuff, like in the hedge maze, there are like gargoyles that come to life and shit. Yeah, but I think but Kubrick, Kubrick that. especially having done two thousand one, where they, where him and Arthur C. Clarke wrote the book and the film at the same time, I think Kubrick of all people understood this distinction between film and the book. two mediums yeah. and like. The it's, book it, is going to do things uh, differently I than think, a film. Yeah, I if, think, if you want to make a book into a film, it's not a case of putting the book's plot on film. Yeah. I think, I, and he knew that, didn't he? I, well, I, I'm fairly certain. And, and, and the book gives certain. off a certain vibe, and he tried to yeah. recreate that vibe in film. Because, like, well, imagine, ni- imagine 1979, you're trying to animate gargoyles coming to life. Worked, it would have worked, It would have looked weird no. in yeah. the scope of yeah. the film. To You'd have had have. to have had, like either really dodgy prosthetics or some pretty realistic like prosthetics on a human or or like you know um what's it what's that film called uh who framed roger Rabbit style yeah, cartoon no, they weren't there yet though he, he was working that was within, like late 80s. he was that working was like within his craft decade away, yeah. yeah he was working within his craft yeah well basically i'm pretty sure stephen king now really likes the film and um it's i mean it's a great, it's a great film. Great film. Red know, Room, iconic moment. Do you know how uh, Kubrick's secretary knew he decided on a new film when he was working after Barry Lyndon, nineteen seventy-five, was the he film didn't before this? Immediately shred some prospective no, script. Basically, was he, he was like so scared he was hiding in his office all day. Or something. Was he just like quiet reading it? No, and she was like, oh shit. He's, he he's was. Uh, he was basically very hacked off that Barry Lyndon wasn't a success in the U.S. Yeah. It was branded by the critics as too slow and long. Which I mean, Kubrick, come on, it's a good film, we've seen it, and I enjoyed it. But, but it is slow and long. You're not going to get good mainstream no. yeah, praise yeah, yeah. from Barry So Lyndon. he was a bit hacked off of that, so he was reading through loads of books uh, yeah. to try and get his next film and think of an idea. And basically, he would read a chapter, and if it didn't catch his imagination, he'd throw it, and it'd usually hit the wall of his office. 
And so his secretary would live all day just hearing, hearing the beat some... of the books off the office wall. And I imagine half an suddenly hour. that's. And then one day it stopped. And he'd been and reading that's the he stopped and he started reading The Shining. That's and he was like three true. quarters of the way through the book and that. she's like, shit. Do you guys remember the Friends episode where it comes to light that The Shining is Joey's favourite book of all time? No. Oh, I do I'd remember see, this. I don't I, remember that. I, I didn't remember it at all. <laughs> what? Yeah, no, I, I'm not kidding. I did not remember this at all. And then, Wait, what? And then the other day, my housemate's girlfriend had it on Netflix. And, and is Joey like, no, the, the story and the, no, the, the atmosphere. No, it's like a whole thing between uh, Joey and Rachel. Like, um... Like, uh, Rachel they, reads Cujo, doesn't she? No, or, or it, she's oh, trying oh, that's to read. A, that's a different. Oh, is that a, a different, different episode? episode? There's a different episode where Rachel's <laughs> wow. trying to read Cujo. Friends it, really love yeah. Kingdom Day. Is that does that follow on from this? I don't. I don't I re- know. I remember an episode where Rachel's like trying to read Cujo. If you don't know, listeners, Cujo is the Stephen King novel where there's a massive evil dog that turns into like a zombie dog that. Not literally a zombie. People. He gets but, like yeah. rabies, basically. He's trying the, the Cujo, the massive hellhound, is trying to eat everyone. It's a good book. It's yeah. a good film. Check it out. But, uh, basically, but, but Joey's Rachel's Joe, trying to read through it, and Joey's like helping the, her through reading it. Dude, at right. the beginning of the episode, that's the most random thing it, I've it, ever heard. It's when Rachel and Joey are living together, and at the beginning of the episode, Rachel's like, "Joey, why is there a book in the freezer?" And Joey's like. Well, I got scared reading it, so, you know, that's why I did uh, It's like, uh, and then it comes to light, like, The Shining is Joey's favourite book ever. And according to Chandler, the only book he's ever read. <laughs> and he reads it, like, a lot. Like, he, he constantly rereads it, and when he's too scared of it, he puts it in the freezer. So, and, and it, they kind of have a debate, like, Joey and Rachel, where Rachel's saying, Little Women is better than Shining, and Joey's like... That's a weird debate to <laughs> This have. is the weirdest script. I'm not kidding! No, I'm I, not I, kidding! I remember it as well. No, yeah, jo- Joey has a classic no, Joey. line. Just, yeah. these women, how little are we talking? Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a yeah. pretty good yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. But these, like, these women... How so, little are we so talking? it's like I like that, it's but like, it's like it's um, so random, man. It's like uh, Joey starts reading <laughs> Little Women, and Rachel gets annoyed. Th- doesn't Joey get really invested in Little Women? Yeah, he gets really invested like in it, and like and like you know, Rachel's trying to ruin it, ruin it. Like Steph dies, and Joey's like, <gasps> and Chandler says to her, like, "Are you seriously going to read?" Yeah, did he oh. just spoil Little Women for all our listeners? Ooh, I guess I did. I'm not sure what to think about that. No. Well, you know what? <laughs> friends spoiled it for me, so blame friends. Yeah, blame friends. Yeah. That's that's the nicest fan. If you if you had like little women in your reading pile, and you were about to read it, and you just listened to this podcast, and I spoiled it for you, I'm really sorry. <laughs> other than that, we'll, we'll throw up a little disclaimer. Other than that, what? Spoiler alert for Little Women. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert for Little Women, Friends, and The Shining. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. um and and the uh, it, oh. and also the life of Red. Shall Red. we finish off this triple episode saga with some just quick shot, quick fire shining facts? To give me it. You're the one. So, yes. Yeah, for the scene where Jack Nicholson breaks down the door and yells, "Here's Johnny." The props department had built built him like a fake door. But they didn't know that Jack Nicholson had actually volunteered to be a firefighter. 
and he smashed that so, door down so he so smashed quickly. it so easily that they just ended up having to get in real doors to go through because he knew yeah. what he was doing ba- basically he knew how to smash down a door with an axe yeah so they, I had, mean, they had to use a real door or it wouldn't look realistic yeah. i assume you swing the axe as hard yeah. as you can at the door there's no, a, there is no, no, technique to it there's a technique to where you hit the door and yeah. like oh, right, and how you, how you swing the axe is it like a window where i you i don't know i only know this from reading the same trivia I'm yeah. not saying I can smash down a, a, a door. Uh, well, get, not with that attitude, Matt. To get I, Jack I Nicholson in the right agitated mood for The Shining, they only fed him cheese sandwiches for two weeks, which oh. he hates. Hates cheese Here sandwiches. you go, here's your lunch, your shitty lunch for the 13th day. Ugh. That'd, uh, get, that'd get me in the mood to act like a psycho. Jack Nicholson openly says that Shelley Duvall's performance in The Shining is the best performance that he has ever seen under any conditions. Yes. Wow. Basically, because basically Kubrick bullied her yeah, for she, the entire time. She, she's like, the, 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 the film basically has three main characters, which yeah. is the husband, the wife, and the son of this family who move in. And her role is to play the wife who basically is, is, a, is a little bit innocent until the point where she realizes it's fucked, and then she has to be terrorized by the husband. Yeah. So she, she basically has to play the, the damsel in distress. But she gives such a good performance... And the script is like, it doesn't put her in the position of m- misogyny. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, well, if well, anything, it's the yeah, opposite. I mean, yeah. she wins. In yeah, the no, end. no, she she's she the, escapes. It, she she emerges as horrible alpha yeah, male. She emerges as the protagonist, but she has to do that whilst being just screaming and running around. And and and, it, well, and, and screaming. Kubrick, okay, to be fair, that is fair. She does scream yeah, a lot and, and run around a lot. Kubrick but she's still basically like a on strong set. mother figure. Yeah. Who, who saves herself and her son. That's why it's so impactful. Because she's... It's not like a cliched, oh, just make the woman the man role. You know what I mean? It, it's just... It's just a good role. It's being a scared human. You know, there's, there's no gender... There's yeah. no gender to it. It's just like... It's a more you're, you're trapped. You're trapped in this house with someone trying to kill you. You have to protect your kid. It yeah. could be man or woman. You know, and she gives a great performance. Yeah, it's a more real role. Yeah, because like, yeah. what's what's more real, sort of like a woman being put in that situation, thinking like, right now I'm Ripley from Alien. Or, or now let's, or, let's kick but, some ass. Or holy or, shit. Yeah. Or holy shit, let's scream my head off and try to escape yeah. the best I can. Yeah. To talk of like to, to make an example of the things Shirley Duvall has to go through. Do you want to have the rec- like The Shining holds holds the record for the amount of takes per scene. Oh really? Does and it? it was yeah. for the sit. It was for the shot. Sorry, I want to take per shot, and it was the shot where Shelley Duvall is backing up, swinging the baseball bat. Yes, her Jack's husband. Her husband is slowly like stalking her up some stairs. Yeah, she's walking backwards up some stairs, swinging her bat. Quite at feebly him. swinging. Yeah, her she's bat saying him. like, "Stay the fuck away from me," you know. And he's like, he ah. he knows that he can overpower her. Famously he's slowly walking. Yeah, he's slowly yeah. walking up these stairs after her, being like, "Come on," yeah. You know? And she's got to swing this bat and be like, get away from me. How many times did they do that shot? Was it like a hundred or something? A hundred and thirty. It's a hundred and twenty-seven. <laughs> Very That's good game. And Kubrick was just like, do it but again. But that is the record. Do it again. Basically, he emotionally back up, back terrorized. Back up stairs again. He emotionally again. terrorized Shelley Duvall. Some say to make sure that she was in the right frame of mind for being yeah. emotionally terrorized. So she actually looked wigged out. Yeah. Because she was. Which... Uh, I remember her, she slowly come around to being like, yeah, it wasn't really fair how they treated me. But Kubrick, after the film and after it premiered, Kubrick in public was like, no, she gave a very good performance. Yeah. I'm very proud of her. 
which was rare from him. Oh it's yeah. Not, I mean, it's you know not, what I mean. It, yeah, it was like he did not often actually vocally praise his actors, but he was like, no, yeah. I'm really impressed. with Well, what you Shelley know did. what? It's not quite Alfred Hitchcock and it's the not, birds, yeah. like him throwing shit at what's the name? I can't remember her name. Um, I know he, what you mean though. Tippy Hedren. Yeah, H- Hitchcock was a bastard on set. Yeah, he literally like you know he Hitchcock crossed the line. I don't yeah. I don't know if um Kubrick ever did. He I think he went in the grey zone. Grey zone. You know what I mean? Where, I know what you where mean. the actors could theoretically be like, dude, you're being too you're being too far. But mm. you've you've been cast in a in a Kubrick film. Yeah. He was later in his career. He had the oomph. Where if you were a lower down actor yeah. and you got cast there, you're gonna do what he said. He'd you already know, yeah. he'd already made yeah, you're not gonna fuck you're gonna He'd already made a clockwork he, orange. He could fuck your career if he easily wanted to by just like bad mouthing you at, at some oh, drinks definitely. with some executives. He, he got his yeah. own films banned. Ha- yeah. He got yeah. clockwork orange. And it didn't banned. impact his career, really, no. did it? Like, Even it probably intensified yeah. it. So so the, the fact that she went through what she did. 127 takes for that. The shot of blood coming out of the elevator. Yes. Three takes. Yeah. Because you didn't have any humans to react. <laughs> There's only because... so much blood can do. <laughs> well, that's uh, funny. The blood usually gets like, off on the second floor. You imagine Kubrick, like, he's in the elevator before they open it, like, kneeling down in the pool of blood, being like, right, guys, what I need to do is just, just wait really? a second before you Low leave. And then they get, they get right. a glimpse of, yeah. they get again? a glimpse of, like, his head in, like, the corner, and, like, uh, Stanley, we have to do that again. We caught your, we caught your forehead. No, it was perfect, I tell you. No, Stanley, we have to do it again. No. The second time. Yeah. I, I can't emphasize how creepy The Shining is. I watched it in a room full of my mates, and I was still creeped. Oh, yeah. Still, like, locked to the screen, creeped out. One of my, fa- my favorite scenes. One of my favorite huh? scenes. Uh, the weird bear suit blowjob. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, when you weird. say it, it sounds silly, but it's not. It's fucking it weird. It sounds, out, out, out of context, yeah. it sounds like the most ridiculous fucking thing. But when you're watching the film, and that thing just pops up, it's just another oh, thing it, to make you go, just, oh, yeah. what? It, yeah. It, yeah. It, it just makes you go, oh, what? And it's, like, not graphic like a lot of no, films No, it doesn't show, like, are. a blow... It, you know it's a blowjob, but it doesn't, like, show anything graphic. But it doesn't yeah. show yeah. anything, but it's, it's the, the fact the that... It's the sound you, and the set design. The sound and the like, set oh. design and the fact that you just... The actor's face, the actor's reaction, and the fact that the other person involved is in a mask. Yeah. Speaking, of, speaking of set, do you want to know the, the uh, link between The Shining and Indiana Jones? Raiders of the Lost Ark. They use some of the same sets. Well, the dining room set where Jack's doing his writing uh, was in England. Yeah. If he had the lighting right, yeah. it was under uh, a, over 100,000 watts of light oh. per window to make, it look nat- to make it look like it was the light shining off the snow and the set caught fire. So they had to rebuild it with an even higher ceiling. So the scene in the Raiders of the Lost Ark where Indiana Jones falls through into the snake pit. The oh. snake pit is the same building where Jack Nicholson's now, doing his writing in the now, now that is some dank movie trivia. That is extra that is dank. dank movie trivia, bro. Oh. I enjoy that. Hashtag really enjoy dank. that. Well, should we leave it on a piece of enjoyment? And that was the loosely, very loosely, The Shining. Ha! <laughs> We're if, all very if drunk. You've not, if you didn't know The Shining and you listened to that, you've, you've heard the worst rendition of, <laughs> yeah. 
that's all the best. Story. Who knows? Maybe yeah. Stephen King will hear this yeah. and he'll be like, you know what? I enjoyed that better than I, Kubrick. I, I wish I'd written The Shining in the form of a drunken podcast. Yeah. Oh, I think that would have been great. Yeah. And, well, you know, special shout out to Stephen King. Amazing man. Amazing man. Quality books. Quality, Absolutely everything. quality books. Yeah. You know what? I think the next time we do an alcohol based series of podcasts, Stephen King. I think we could do four. We could do a whole month's worth. Oh shit! What Stephen King stories? No, no, just alcohol based. Like oh. if we do like a the gin cast or something. The gin know. cast. Because I was gonna the say, I was gonna say, because yeah. it could easily the be wine Stephen King cast. as well. We give at least oh. do an episode. I mean, you know, he wrote like. Imagine though a, wi- a wine, wine a wine trilogy on our podcast. So, like white, red, and rose. That'd be one oh, episode. That'd be that's a class idea. That's, that yeah, and then the rose episode would have to be like the most sort of um. Effeminate subject. Yeah. We could talk about manicures and pedicures and the other kind of cures. Talking honestly uh, about our emotions. Smallpox. Yeah. Sharing that shit. Supporting each other. Yeah. Kinsey. We could talk yeah. about the Kinsey scale of sexuality yeah. as a spectrum rather than the black and white thing. Oh, that is pretty. Yeah. Yep. It definitely is. Any last views for this rum final rum special? But I've May next week. drunk. May it's been an it's been rum. an odyssey. And if you've joined us on this odyssey, listeners, I can only thank you. Yes. Elder Car there dropping his empty bottle of rum in protest. I'm sorry, it wasn't in protest. But, but it has to be said, we're we're coming to an end. Yes. And we'll be back. A bell end. We'll, we'll always be back. <sighs> Jesus Christ. We will next always week. be back next week. Play that Tetris theme tuner. Ah. Chamber. Chamber of the Elders. Chamber of the Elders in the Chamber of the Elders. Rum special. Chamber of the Elders.